0: Hey
1: DL. Hey
0: Jim. You know, I don't think I ever really say hey, D- hey DL to you.
1: <laughs> what do you mean?
0: I just talk to you. I don't. <laughs> I don't say hey DL. I don't think you usually say hey Jim.
1: No, I
0: don't. So we already have a contrived start. Almost a. Uh, thing that we do that's...
1: This is our intro music.
0: It's our intro music. <laughs> There's no jazz to this. There's, There's it's, no jazz. It's, it's always the same now.
1: Well, we can switch it up.
0: Having gone out dancing tonight with you to jazz music made, makes you think about things like that. At least mm. makes me. I think yeah. about stuff. Mm. It's
1: my... You think about stuff. <laughs> so today when you were... I'm like, what's going on over there? And you're like, I'm not thinking about anything. I'm like,
0: Ah! <laughs> Uh, so no! he said, how's it going over there? Because it was really quiet. And I was like, I'm th- looking at the trees.
1: <laughs> Says Jim never.
0: <laughs> but I did. Yeah. it was.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, we have a lot we want to talk about mm-hmm. on this podcast that we have a name for called the Intimacy Cadre
1: <laughs> Podcast.
0: With Jim and DL. Mm-hmm. Hey, Jim. Hey, DL. <laughs> Sup. Sup. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. (laughs) You're going to see the don't worry about it guy pretty soon.
1: Yeah. My son, my younger son, we get to see him. (laughs)
0: I'm
1: so excited. Yay. I know.
0: So we are going to talk a little bit about generations and... Mm -hmm. Stuff. Parents and... Stuff. (laughs) Of course, intimacy and stuff, mm-hmm. stuff about all of these things. Stuff
1: about stuff.
0: I think. How did you want to go into it? You had an idea.
1: I, I had an idea that that zoomed in right before we started. Just to thank you for seeing me.
0: Oh. Yeah.
1: And how awesome that is, and how uncomfortable that is sometimes too. <laughs> Because I can't fucking hide.
0: I feel the seeing and can't seeing was something we have realized recently is a double-edged sword. We've Mm -hmm. talked about it, but it Mm -hmm. became very present that that's a double-edged sword. Yeah. That when we're together, it is the most wonderful thing in the world to be seen. Mm -hmm. But when we want space from each other, it's often really great that we're not seeing. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) Because it's a little tiring to always be seen for who you are, and at the same time, that's what intimacy is: is the Mm -hmm. deep seeing and the deep knowing. Mm -hmm. What do you? So you're welcome. I'm glad. (laughs) I'm glad that I see you, and I'm. It's such an unusual
1: experience, really, to be fully seen.
0: And most of the time, we focus on how beautiful.
1: I guess maybe we should define what that even means. What does that even mean? Because I'd never experienced it before.
0: What does it mean when I see you? Yeah. I want you to tell me. <laughs> what does it mean? You want me
1: to define yeah. it? I I think that I was used to in most of my life, I think I've said this before, I, was, I put myself in little boxes or compartmentalized myself that I was this version of me in this part of my life. I was this version of me in this part of my life. For example. For example, I was a mom and hockey mom in this part of my life. Over here, I did this like crazy energy work where I was like pulling all kinds of dark Mm -hmm. stuff out of people's bodies. Over here, I was just a normal person who would go for a run in the cemetery. Mm. Over here, I would be with my mom friends or or whatever like I like but I never felt like everything like I wasn't ever fully integrated as my whole self in any one aspect of my life and when I left my marriage I decided that I I wanted to experience a relationship where I was integrated <laughs> and you get what you ask for <laughs> <laughs> So, I, I wanted all parts of me because it, like, in my marriage, I parts of me I just didn't show, not because I didn't want to necessarily, but I like I don't, I never really understood actually, like, why I didn't show those magical parts of me. I don't know. I feel like that's going off on a total other tangent. Mm-hmm. So, to be fully seen would be what I experience with you is that you see all of those sides of me. And at the same time, I'm also willing to show them Mm -hmm. to you and you want to see them. I definitely want to see them. And you don't, you're not, you don't make me feel bad about any of my parts. In fact, you celebrate them Uh and always have, (laughs) (laughs) which is so amazing and refreshing
0: and new Mm -hmm. for me. And it goes both ways. And it goes y- both you ways. You see the parts of me, and I'm able to be all kinds of different sides of myself. Mm-hmm. And you understand how those pieces fit together. For me, it could be the the philosopher, the kind-hearted person, the, the neurotic person who's scared and shy of people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the father, me, the all the different sides of me, you you see those sides of me and you see how the different sides come out as I'm seeing you. That's what we mean by intimacy is mm-hmm. that, that process.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's wonderful and it also can be scary as hell.
1: Yeah, sometimes I just don't feel great, usually emotionally in those times and I don't want anybody to see that. Mm-hmm. It's not that I'm ashamed or embarrassed or anything like that. I just want to just withdraw into myself and hide mm-hmm. <laughs> basically and do whatever I need to do or feel I need to do during that time period and that <laughs> and I haven't been able to do that fully
0: mm-hmm. because I can see it yeah I can see that you're hiding you can
1: see like even through my texting like yeah my text body language, you call it? Yeah,
0: like, I say I believe everything we text has a body language. Or yeah, it's not just that the words by themselves mean anything, but we get used to the patterns when yeah. someone texts, how someone texts, what what words they use when they're happy versus what they're when when they're not. There or what like,
1: emojis?
0: What emojis come across? Yeah. The spellings of words. Yeah. All of those things. The pacing, I think, is really important. Mm-hmm. All these things to me have body, have a body language and I can read your energy, not just because I'm a psychic, but because I can intuit it from the pieces of information that are coming at me. Mm-hmm. And I care. I want to, I want to see. Yeah.
1: It. Cause I'll just like <laughs> drop off the map for a few hours and you send me a message like, yo, are you feeling okay? And I'm <laughs> like, Oh my God. <laughs> the slightest little offness you can pick up, even if we're not even this in the same room with each other.
0: Uh-huh. Because yeah. I would be used to certain behaviors mm-hmm. that aren't yeah. coming. Yeah. It's not that I need to hear from you. It's not a neediness. Where have you? No. You haven't texted me. Oh my in... god. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's not that at all. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can be. I can withdraw into myself. I. Mm-hmm. I always kind of go inward when certain feels come up.
0: Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's. Partly so, what one of the things that you've noticed is there is this tendency to want to hide, run away, yeah, be seen,
1: yeah. And I'm getting a really up close and personal look at that part of myself, which has been really well, it's been many things, but something triggers this thing in me that makes me feel trapped, Mm -hmm. and it's not like I'm actually trapped. I'm not, nobody put me in a cage, nobody, my, my life is really open and free and, but there's something or some situations, or I think what, one of the things I figured out in this last flare up of this thing is that if, if I feel like I am supposed to be feeling a certain way, say for instance, there's something that you, something that you want from our relationship, but I might not feel that way yet. But I feel like I need to feel that way immediately, but I don't. So like I, in a way I'm trapping myself and and I start to go into panic because I'm like, oh my God, this is something that he needs, but I don't feel that way. I don't know if I'm going to feel that way, but I need to hurry up and feel that way right now. And then I,
0: you, you have a direct tell. You ask me, do I need to to make this decision decision right now? Right now. (laughs) Even though I almost have never asked you for the decision right now, or need it right now.
1: I still am not quite to the bottom of of all of it. It's Because when it flares up, it's really big, and I go kind of asleep or unconscious for a little bit. And this particular episode, I think I was a little bit more conscious, even though I got way sucked under in in deep. Coming out the other side, I was able to self-assess a little better. But that the fear of being trapped the, there's this essence of freedom deep within me that feels like it extends beyond myself. I don't know if it's some generational thing or
0: well, well we can get to that at some point, yeah. but I, I want to get at how it shows up in various aspects and values of your life. Yeah. One recent episode we had on dreaming, you actually expressed one resistance to To dreaming was the fear that you'll be trapped into something even though it's your dream and you want it to come true.
1: Yeah. See, (laughs) what the fuck? There's no logical explanation for some of these patterns.
0: But then there are logical things where it totally makes sense. You've often defined um, certain things that really upset you that have happened in your child's life by the loss of freedom or the sense that they were trapped in something Mm -hmm. they didn't want to be in. It becomes the dominant story not that it's bad or good sometimes it actually is really quite good why who wants to be trapped That like this is a bad thing but this is how we start seeing the world yeah we start seeing the world through a particular lens of what we did whatever it is that freaks us out what we don't want wherever it came from and we'll get to the where did it come from i think a little bit in a little bit but if we focus on the idea that we have these frames these frames that we put on it in this case the frame is don't trap me don't trap me in a frame maybe <laughs> yeah. don't trap me don't don't overdefine me don't
1: don't force me don't force
0: me if you see me beautiful but it also means i must be defined by the way i'm being seen that's also can be a, a an entrapping frame for mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. that's not we don't all have the same stories we don't have all the same frames that happens to be one of the ones that that frames you that you frame how you see the world in it a lot of times I've noticed in our relationship you'll ask me to if if there's something that we could do together and if you notice the slightest bit of discomfort in me I think you're afraid of trapping me into the thing that you think that I don't want when I don't that's not it's my not your issue. That's not my issue. No, I don't want to be trapped in things I don't want, mm-hmm. but it's not how I'm usually viewing the thing. So I'm not, I don't have this dread of being put in a, in a box the same way.
1: Yeah. Or like just seeing that you have the slightest bit of discomfort in anything, whatever it is, mm-hmm. whether you're just being, doing the, your critical thing of mm-hmm. whatever the situation is, the, <laughs> Whatever I like, the feeling of like, oh my God, like it's he's uncomfortable. I have to like change everything. This is bad. Yeah. Don't, like I don't want
0: I, to... you don't want me to be trapped in that?
1: Yeah. So I like project you, that then onto you.
0: You project it onto me. And it may even be true sometimes. There may be things that make me that uncomfortable. And of course, I don't want to be in a box either, I don't mm-hmm. want to be stuck nobody mm-hmm. wants to be stuck so it feels Maybe like a some good, people
1: do.
0: <laughs> it feels like a good thing to put on people but it you know it comes from a good place and there are ways of framing it it's not the rightness or wrongness of the frame it's recognizing how the frame comes up and how it sometimes is a projection mm-hmm. sometimes uh, limits yourself or limits there's all kinds of ways it limits us but we'll get to some of that too yeah. but that we have these concepts that are that are deep in us that come from somewhere which we haven't talked talked about yet but they come from somewhere and they they dominate how we see the world in all kinds of subtle ways.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so for you this running away thing has become a story you've something you've started to notice about yourself that you sometimes want to either hide or even outright run. Yeah,
1: I want to flee. Like, yeah, like, get me the fuck out of here. Because once the trigger is, like, really reared up in me and alive in me and starting to consume me, it starts to, like, I start to then make up some all kinds of stuff that might not even be happening in order to back up my story of, yeah, I'm in fact being
0: trapped. It's time to go. So on the one hand, there's a real feeling there. There is a feeling yeah. I'm trapped. We don't want to discount our feelings. Yeah. We, we want to understand what that is. But then there's a judgment attached to that, I guess, what you would call an emotion. A judgment attached to the emotion, what you define as our feels. Mm-hmm. If you want to know more about that, we can talk about release the feels <laughs> another time. <laughs> tangent. <laughs> a tangent. But it's not really a tangent. Yeah. Because you have these feels, these mm-hmm. judgments put on your emotion but the emotion's there, so getting at the stuff of the emotion, what is there, it may be a legitimate judgment. There are times people are trying to trap you. Mm-hmm. For instance, you had this job, these job situations where people keep changing the conditions and, and changing the rules out. on you. Yeah, like... And so sometimes that judgment is, like, legit. Yeah. Like, there's a good reason to run here mm-hmm. because somebody is trying to control you in a certain way. Yeah. But just because that feeling arises doesn't, as you said, there sometimes isn't a rhyme or reason or a good reason why that happens. And sometimes you impose the reasons after the, after you have the feels.
1: Of, yeah. Okay. And I think when I look back throughout my life, I think that I fleed from many things because I, I, I got, caught in that the trigger and it just like swallowed me and it gave me plenty of reasons why I should go even if those weren't true or maybe some of them were maybe some of them weren't but I lots of relationships lots of different things throughout my life that I'm like I'm out I'm the fuck out because of one thing that mm-hmm. made me feel that way mm-hmm. like I the it's such a strong feeling so then you said something the other day, or whenever it was, that instead of kicking those feelings out, or, or pointing negative energy toward them to, to find a safe place within yourself for them to live, mm-hmm. like we don't always know where these things come from, or why they're there, or it's... it's. I would I, love to talk
0: about some of that, though. Some of the I, At some point. Yeah, yeah. Yet.
1: Yeah, I'm thinking but, we may need a
0: part two for part two. This.
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh, oh, I lost my train of thought. That, it went that you by. want a
0: safe place for a safe place for that emotion. Yeah, yeah, I think for that voice in you.
1: My tendency, it historically, has been, which has been changing over the years, has been to cut off like a week or part of myself that was requiring too much, whatever. And to to stop feeding it any energy. So I would do that with parts of myself. I would do that with, like, my physical body if I had some part of me that was, like, lesser. So I took this idea or this this suggestion to, like, this thing within me to find a safe place for it to live within me. So what I did was I went into my reboot world. And if you don't know what the fuck that is, we have another podcast about that. It's
0: not well listened to, so listen to the reboot episode. Yeah, it's
1: pretty you. cool. <laughs> anyway, I basically asked for so it was kind of reverse reboot, but whatever. I asked for a symbolic representation of what this was, what this whole feeling trapped, mm-hmm. needing freedom thing was in my body and I, or in my life and in my whole everything. And I, and I got that. I'm not going to talk about what that is right now because that feels too close to my, too tender still. Mm-hmm. But when I was able to see what the symbolic representation was of that thing within me, like I just, I couldn't, I started crying and I couldn't stop crying. Mm-hmm. Because in that moment I started to connect with it from a place of tenderness and compassion rather than like, you fucking weakling. No, it was like, oh, my God, there's so much pain there. When I Mm -hmm. saw the visual of what it looks like energetically, I could then see and feel all the pain. And I'm like, no wonder I wanted to flee. No wonder that whatever that trigger is, like, Mm -hmm. brings up these strong sensations in me because there's so much pain. So I found a place within me to... To tenderly and lovingly store
0: it. To store it, to hear it. Yeah, to hear it. But there's another side to this. Yeah. One is the issue of completely cutting it off. Yeah. The other issue is to completely listen to it and yeah. give it complete power yeah. over you. Which
1: it did for a few days. I It was
0: steering. When there are actually, this is one voice within you, when actually there are, there's many sides of you, as yeah. you note, know, right at the beginning yeah. of this episode you are talking more functionally. There's a you that's the parent. There's you Mm that running you, the normal person, but there's also the you that has hopes, dreams, aspirations, doesn't want to run that wants to embrace. There's the you that, you know, there's the you in a different, in different personality senses of what you, what you are. And, uh, like, for instance, in terms of our relationship, there could be the you that is, doesn't like certain things in our relationship. And then there's the you that embraces, everything that we've been and always been. There's the you that's more in the moment of now, the you that embraces our past. You know, there's there are different aspects of you that come out that also have voices. And so sometimes when we let that voice come out, we don't hear that, we, we treat that that that's us. When in fact, who is us is a lot of other things that are gone unsaid also. And so being able to keep a perspective on that whole, even though this voice in us at the moment is really loud can cause um, can cause problems if we are if we give it too much power also
1: yeah, and it's like for in my case it fucking took over and mm-hmm. I couldn't hear anything else mm-hmm. until you until your voice started coming in
0: <laughs> the voice of reason oh God, don't say that oh. <laughs> um, and i feel like i have stories like this too the reason i gave you can i tell my story should we start it in part two no we can
1: keep going
0: we can keep going with this part yeah,
1: yeah let's go let's keep going with this part. okay
0: and then maybe we start a part two on the okay. genesis of these things so we're okay. gonna keep recording and we'll, we'll <laughs> we're but we're almost still 22 minutes we're still in this we're part freaking out Intimacycadre.org.
1: <laughs> or G. <gee. laughs>
0: <laughs> that's where you find out sometimes more about we us. talk
1: about sex sometimes we talk about but other things
0: my story i was i do tantra trainings and the first big week-long training i did called love and ecstasy training one you're always trying to get me to stop That'd yeah be because
1: nice. the sound no
0: it doesn't pick it up We don't ever hear it
1: because I stop it.
0: No, it's not true.
1: It's totally true. (laughs) All right. So loud.
0: I'm triggered. This is the story. It's like I'm being told. Always controlled. No.
1: (laughs) No, this is
0: that's not. It's a little bit. It's my. I do feel like my dad's energy coming towards me, telling me not to do do certain things, like Mm. hold my fork or spoon a certain way. Mm. (laughs) Anyway, this does have to do with my dad. I was doing this meditation, this moving meditation, blindfolded, and I felt, started to feel lonely, and I started to feel like I wasn't loved, and I started to think how my parents rarely ever told me that they loved me, but I was especially feeling my dad's energy come through to me. And I thought I had, at the moment, I thought I had done all this work. I thought I had learned how to love myself. I thought I had learned how to enjoy my own company. I thought I had done years and years of work and I didn't understand where this feeling, this story was coming from again. Uh, This framing that I will always be alone. I'll always be different. I'll never be good enough. If I'm rubbing my leg during a podcast, (laughs) it won't be (laughs) it'll be too loud and come over the microphone people will always be trying to fix and correct me the way my dad was that I'm not good enough because I don't do the things people do uh, that make people like people Um, so I started to get very angry because I had this I had this thing come back in me this neediness for acceptance from my father from acceptance from other people come into me where I thought I had learned how to just love myself and not need love from other people. And I got so angry and I was so upset. And I started not only crying, but like crying hysterically, but just punching into the ground and, and speaking to myself angrily. And one of the, the, one of the leaders of the workshop came over to me and He's the one who asked me to give voice to that side of myself and say and speak, spoke to me as that person and then spoke to me. Then he spoke to me after hearing what it had to say, what it wanted. He spoke to me, adult me and said, is there a safe place we can put this side of yourself? And I didn't want to put it anywhere. I just wanted it gone. Yeah. And eventually, I was—I felt it should go in my solar plexus area above my belly, where that's typically in chakra talk, the uh, seat of our confidence, our power. And it seemed like a strange place to put what I identified as my needy inner child, but I felt like that side of me in the past used to control me and dominate me, and now I felt like. Maybe it doesn't have to dominate me. It can have a voice, and if it's in this protected seat of my own power, then maybe it would be okay there. And it was interesting trying to, in the months and year to follow, try to um, integrate that into me, because it is a pain in the butt to be wanting stuff, wanting... uh, affection from others wanting validation that i'm worth being around and yet not have it become the only thing that's in me it's really hard it was really hard to do but i feel like it was worthwhile i feel like that's what helped me open my heart eventually to meeting you because that side of me is the side that wants that desires that needs and i think i had numbed that side of myself through that story that I told myself that I will always be alone. And so letting it, giving it that safe place, allowed it to have a certain voice. And still, I wasn't that needy person. I had grown past that. I'm not needy. I love myself. I love being around myself. And yet, sometimes I feel lonely. And when you run away, sometimes I feel a little lonely. When sometimes I run away? When you run. When I when, go distant. When you go distant, mm-hmm. that triggers that story in mm. me. But it's not the only thing. It's not the truth. I'm yeah. going to be okay, even if you do run away. Even if... I certainly have practice if people run away from me. <laughs> That's my story. That's my frame. Oh,
1: my gosh.
0: <laughs> Why don't we uh, make a pause here? Is that sound okay. Okay? okay? So that we can then continue. Okay, so, so
1: we're wrapping up this... This episode. episode.
0: And when you next hear us, a few seconds later, though maybe release a day after that, it'll be part two of this discussion. Okay.
1: Thanks for having this conversation.
0: Thank you, and I look forward to continuing in just a few seconds.
1: Yeah.
0: Child to the, your listeners who are being cut off in this episode. Uh,
1: thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Bye, everyone.